off the ball. Get all the best bits at newstalk.com slash off the ball. Newstalk 106 to 108. Picked up by Steph Curry. Six to shoot. He's at the right point. He stutter steps. He launches a three. Hey! Nailed it! LeBron. And got it! Bakes it in! James catches. Puts up a three. Won't go. Rebound. Bosch. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Bang! Tie game with five seconds remaining. Three. That's a magic number. So age just 28 years old, uh, Steph Curry is now uh, nicely inside the top 10 three-point scores of all time in the NBA after Sunday night. Also last week, the Cavs shot 25 three-pointers against the Hawks, which is a regular season record. So the uh, short version of what I'm saying is that three-pointers have never been more popular or more in vogue. To discuss, we have Jack McCallum on the line, author and former Sports Illustrated writer for three decades. Jack, you're very welcome. How are you? I do not know Wales' all-time score. I just want to let that know at the beginning of the interview. Ooh, Jack, it sounds like you're in a tunnel. We're going to ring you right back and try and get you on a better phone line. That's uh, Jack McCallum there, author mm-hmm. and former Sports Illustrated writer for three decades. It did sound like he was in a tunnel. It did, yeah, it's like, I know US sports, there should be an element of distance, like yeah. this is someone far away. Yeah, he's Maybe, under maybe the just Atlantic. too far away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a stoppage mm. in this Arsenal-Bayern Munich game. The Bayern Munich fans, we think, protesting. Yeah, I think they throwing sort of a, some kind of ticker tape or something onto the pitch and then they unveiled a, a banner which said something along the lines of, I think, without fans, football is not worth a penny. Mm. This is the, We've seen this in recent years, visiting fans coming to English clubs for uh, Champions League games using it as a sort of a vehicle to complain about ticket prices and certainly not a problem they would face in Germany where the ticket prices are way more reasonable so they're taking a stand probably taking the kind of stand that you would think uh, you know supporters of English clubs could be doing with you know a bit more of I know there was a, an instance around 18 months ago there was a sort of a federation complaining but uh, mm. it's uh, the visiting fans making more of a point of it this time Well the Arsenal ticket is a pricey one at the best of times mm. and in the past Bayern have subsidised match tickets for their fans and they may have done so in this instance but the fans might still be within their rights to just be protesting yeah, and they Arsenal the, greed They held up the game for a minute so they've, they've made their point certainly Well if you're paying Wenger 10 million a year you've got to fund it somehow Let's uh, go back to Jack McCallum author former Sports Illustrated writer on the line Are you there Jack? I'm here Ah much better much better So um, I mentioned there the uh, three-pointer has never been more in vogue Can you give us a sense of uh, the three-pointer the three-point line being introduced in 1979 I saw a quote from Larry Bird where he said I think all of us thought it was just a publicity stunt it was never in our arsenal I can't even remember practicing the shot unless it was for the contest Well first of all you have to remember it was a reaction the NBA had just won you know, in, in quote marks, had won a war with a rival league. The rival league was called the American Basketball Association, the ABA, mm. which had had some success as kind of an outbranch league. It used a red, white, and striped ball. It had a more wide-open style. And they put in a three-point shot. And uh, curiously, it was very popular. I mean, it was very popular among fans. But the NBA always kind of looked at it and went, eh, you know, that's carnival. That's uh, a basket's worth two points, and show it shall be ordained. Yeah. Well, finally, around 1976-77, the leagues were finally absorbed into each other. So now there's one league again, 
And there became a movement that said, hey, man, look, this three-point line was pretty popular in the ABA. It wasn't a, it wasn't a carnival. It wasn't just for show. It didn't disrupt the game. Why don't we try to do it? So against much, much, much opposition, although it had enough support, obviously, to pass, the three-point shot was put in. But it was always had this kind of resistance to it from a lot, a lot of coaches for reasons that I'll, uh, that I'll go into. Yeah, what were the reasons? Well, because a good coach, here's, here's how America and a lot of basketball coaches around the world, not just in America, thought of themselves as being a good coach. If we can work the ball around enough and have enough offensive patterns, we need to get a shot close to the basket. It doesn't matter whether a big man's taking it or a little man's taking it. A shot closer to the basket will be one from a percentage standpoint that will always be more successful. And there is a logical reason for that. I mean, if you went back in the history of basketball, you would see big men who couldn't, for example, shoot a free throw. Wilt Chamberlain, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, you know, the famous Irishman. Uh, There's all kinds of examples of guys that big men that weren't very good shooters outside, but they had a high percentage because they shot it close to the basket. Yeah. So there was some reasoning to that. Uh, you know, it sounds logical, but I think there is another key reason that's often overlooked that the three point shot, uh, has evolved into what it is now. And that is the fact that facilities, the NBA was always a curious league. It was always a, a third, not third rate, but it, it always it existed on a little bit more of a shoestring. Teams would have an arena. They would rent an arena where they would play. They, a lot of teams did not have a dedicated place to practice. They would practice at high school gyms, college gyms. Uh, I covered a lot of practices at Jewish community centers. There wasn't, it was sort of a facility issue. And they didn't really get enough practice. Nice. What's going on now in the NBA? You're, I'm sure we're going to talk about Steph Curry. Yeah, Steph Curry takes 600 shots after practice. Mm. You know, it, it's a much more organized kind of repetition that has led to the evolution. In my opinion, that's been a big underrated reason for the growth of the three-point shot. Okay, very interesting. To give people a sense of where we've gone in the birth year of that shot, so 79-80, the average team took 2.8 three-pointers per game. Uh, Last season, teams took 24 per game with uh, 160 players making at least 53 pointers. So that's that's where we are now. Steph Curry took 886 three-pointers last season. Is there a sense amongst uh, former players that it's gone too far, that the three-pointer is now too prevalent in the game? Well, of course. And I mean, the, the old timers, as typical are in any sport, they probably are in, in football over there. Mm. Well, I got it was better when we played and would be able to stop these guys yeah. and all this kind of stuff. The other thing that happened was that the rules have been loosened. There used to be very much of a, a grabbing and holding rule. If Steph Curry would get to half court, you know, oh, hell with this. We're just going to grab him. We're going to put both hands on him you know, to stop him from getting to where he wants to go. That, they loose, started to loosen those rules about 10, 11, 12 years ago. It's impossible to do that with Steph Curry now. He can go where he wants to go. Mm. And many, many, many of and, – and when it, when it first started with this barrage of three-pointers, um, I said to myself, you know, 
I don't know whether this could last because this seems to me a very fine line when you start shooting 28 feet from the basket. My head has been completely turned. Nice. I'm spending this season with the Warriors to do a book. Mm. Steph Kerr's accuracy is every bit as good as what you would think it would be. There is no reason that players with enough practice, repetition, the go-ahead from a coach, the part of the game plan from teammates, there's no reason they can't shoot from those distances. So my opinion, my own opinion has been changed. Right. I was reading uh, an interesting exchange between, uh, well, the transcript of an interesting exchange between Bill Simmons and his podcast, and he was talking to Malcolm Gladwell. And they were talking about the prevalence of three-pointers. And Simmons said, the most interesting idea I've heard... uh, Tempering the discussion a little bit is to uh, change the arc of the three-point line before it goes out at the corner. Basically, eliminate the corner three because you could argue that the corner three is where a lot of the damage is and you can put the guy in the corner and he just stands there and he doesn't do anything. He spreads the floor for everybody else and it's worth three points every time the defence screws up and he's able to take a shot. So if you're trying to establish a better inside-out flow, then maybe that's something you could eliminate. The counter-argument, says Simmons, is everybody likes watching basketball more now and people like threes. And Gladwell says, yeah, I don't know why we're defending the basketball of the 90s. That was really, really difficult to watch basketball. Correct. And and the corner three, they're absolutely correct. And Gladwell's one of these that in other walks of life has advanced the, you know, I think a 10,000 hours of practice. Yeah. That if you get, you know, if you do something enough, that is what's going on with the three-point line. I totally uh, agree with the latter point, which is why would be we changing it? Defenses now, you're right, they have to run out to the corner. It has changed the way that people play defense. They have to run at that shooter. But you know what? It will evolve also. There will be some kind of defensive change that will come around. Somebody will come up with something to kind of counter that. Mm. And then the offense is going to have to figure out a way. Maybe more of our threes are going to come from dead on. Already, it's very interesting that they've done that a little bit. And people, the corner three is the shortest. But already, if you talk to guys like uh, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, that's not their favorite point anymore from the three-point shot because they are starting to defend that a little bit. Mm. Well, their favorite point is not necessarily the shortest one. So this is another evolution in the game. Anytime there's an evolution, there's people that say, my God, it's hurting the game, et cetera, et cetera. I think this is a great evolution uh, that will continue until the next big thing comes along, uh, which I'm not smart enough to know what that is. (laughs) But this is clearly... This is clearly an evolution and a revolution in the game, clearly. Yeah. Uh, it's, we'd love to talk to you when um, your book and the Warriors is finished for sure. You've covered NBA for almost 30 years for Sports Illustrated. You're still writing books now, as we mentioned. You left um, Sports Illustrated. You became tired of the traveling. And interestingly, I saw you say you didn't want to become that old hack on the beat who's constantly reminiscing about the uh, the good old days. Do you feel like basketball is, is in a good place? Like, because, you know, I mentioned the old timers. Charles Barkley is saying, we've too many guys shooting too many threes now. I wish all these analytical people would realize and say, you know what? The game's become a three-point shooting contest. The league is the worst it's ever been. Where do you stand? It isn't. I mean, but, I, but you, you tend, you know, I was in that era that called the golden era. I was fortunate enough, you know, to be covered the dream team. I understand what that basketball was. I do. But I also hope I understand that there's always evolutions that three or four of these guys that are playing now, Curry, uh, Kevin Durant, Kobe, before he retired, uh, the way James Harden playing, these are dream teamers in their own respect. The one thing I say about 
the old days when I covered it that they can't quite seem to replicate are the rivalries. They can't quite get to Lakers Celtics. You know, maybe Cleveland Golden State is going to become that, particularly if this is now maybe if they meet in the finals for the third straight years. They can't seem to replicate that. They can't seem to find another Michael Jordan. He may not ever come along. But I'm 68 years old. I've been watching the game since I was 18 years old. The game is pretty damn good, no matter what people from my uh, generation have to say about it. Okay, Jack, on that note, we'll finish. Thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Off the ball. Get all the best bits at newstalk.com slash off the ball. Newstalk 106 to 108.